You're listening to the Realized Empath Podcast, where we get real about loving and stumbling through our sensitive lives with your host and holistic counselor, Kristen Schwartz, who helps redefine what's possible for an empath who embraces a path of self-healing. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Realized Empath Podcast. I am Kristen Schwartz. I'm so glad you're here. And I think today's topic is timely and important. And I know if there's anyone out there that's like me, I think this conversation is necessary and a lot of us are feeling the same way. So where the world is at today, I get asked a lot, you know, how do we deal with all the sadness, all the cruelty and the trauma that occurs every day? especially in the last couple weeks when we see what's been going on with Afghanistan, how do we sit with feeling all that we do around the state of the world and not allow what we pick up on to sink us into our own state of despair? So we're going to go over that. I'm going to talk about that today. We're going to go through um, like seven or eight things that I think if we all implement the best that we can, right? Do the best that we can. This is not about perfection. This is about noticing what comes up for us in real time and soothing our mind, body, and spirit so we can be the best that we are, the best person we can be, so we truly make an impact on the energy in the world, right? That really needs to shift, and we all feel that, right? So let's talk about the first thing is honoring our feelings and our body. But let's talk about our feelings for a minute. So uh, what is the feeling that we're experiencing in the moment? So first, what are you feeling? And then what's behind that feeling? So sometimes we can be in our heads and we can go, oh, I'm sad. Or, you know, we're really quick to just simplify it. But what is that feeling in your body? So let's say I'm feeling, I'm like, I'm sad. Okay, sit with that for a minute. Where is the sadness showing up in your body? I'm feeling it in my chest. Okay, and what's behind that sadness? What is that sadness telling you? And really be willing to sit with your body as it moves through the feelings. So then next... Like I said, honoring your feelings and honoring your body, we want to notice our body. Notice what comes up for us. We want to see, check in on our nervous system. So if we are, let's say we've watched the news or we've heard something from a neighbor or, um, yeah, let's say we turned on the television and I don't know if you all have seen it, but most of us have. Let's say we see the, the picture of the plane in Afghanistan that was attempting to take off. And we see the people clinging to the sides of the plane. And we even see people falling off as the plane goes into the air. So we have multitude of, we have different feelings within our body. So how is our nervous system when we are actually experiencing our feelings? So for instance, is your chest tight? Is your breath shallow or is your breath sped up? Is it fast? So we want to notice like, 
is our nervous system and our body in a state of distress? Like, are we moving into like an activated nervous system where when we stay in that state for a long period of time, that actually ends up harming us and traumatizing us and our bodies? So you want to, that's where it's like, there's so much heaviness in the world right now. And it's important, right? We want to know what's going on, but we don't want to be inundated by it. We want to feel what comes up, but we don't want to be swallowed by what comes up. So we don't do anyone any good by putting ourselves in a state of trauma or extreme duress, right? So we're not helping um, them or other people if we are putting ourselves in a place where we're actually damaging our bodies and our mind through constant stress. So if your nervous system and your body are feeling stress, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling helpless. I'm feeling hopeless. I'm, you know, what are you feeling when you are, are looking or thinking about certain things? And then you sit with that, right? So you're honoring your feelings and then you're also noticing your body, okay, so I've been sitting with this feeling for a while and now I'm feeling like my nervous system is activated. Like what can I do in this moment to soothe myself and give myself that safety that I need to move through this feeling? So you can do breath work. So if you're noticing that your nervous system is triggered, right? So I also want to define between uh, a nervous system that's triggered is, okay, you have space and you're noticing it. So your breath might be shallow. Your breath might be sped up. You might be sweating. You might, um, your heart rate would be sped up, right? But you still have that mind capacity to make a decision in that moment to continue feeling the way you are, or you can actually pause and self-soothe to kind of calm your system back. Um, to baseline. Now, if your nervous system is completely activated, then there's not going to be um, that space um, within your brain because your brain, the um, emotional center of your brain where we process emotions is like heightened and your thinking center is turned off. So in an activated state, we we really just need to allow it naturally to kind of come back down um, we're not going to be able to think ourselves out of that state. Preferably when you're in an activated state, you won't want to have conversations with people in that state. You won't want to make, won't want to make big decisions in that state. Um, so there's a difference, right? So being triggered, usually we have space to change, um, our reaction where activated a lot of times the thinking center is completely turned off and you're not going to have that space to go, oh, I need to self-soothe right now because you're completely activated. So I wanted to clear that up. Okay, so you can take those moments to self-soothe when you're triggered and go, okay, it's okay that I'm feeling this, but maybe I've been sitting with it for too long. Let me soothe myself for a minute and get my nervous system calmed down. All right, so we are allowing ourselves to feel the despair. We're allowing ourselves to feel those feelings that are coming up when we're looking at a world in pain. Now, here's what we also have to give ourselves permission to do in times like these is feel joy. We need to allow ourselves to cultivate joy in our lives. So here's what I hear from some people is, you know, when you look at 
the world or you look at specific people or you see people suffering all around you, sometimes we can deny ourselves or who are we to feel joy? Who are we to have things in our lives and think about, be grateful for, you know, our house or our travel? Who are we to do those things when there's so many people in the world suffering? I hear you and I get it, but here's the thing. So we know that the world needs more energy of that's vibrating at love, right? We know the world needs more appreciation. We know the world needs more joy. So if we think of it from the aspect of energy, so of love being energy or appreciation vibrating at a certain level, like if we think of it as all energy, we can actually radiate the energy outward that the world so desperately needs. And we can do that within our own life. So we can show up in our community, in our house, in our relationships, radiating more love, being more intentional with our gratitude, being more intentional with being helpful. So we actually have the power to make a grand gesture, you know, to the world, to the people that are suffering, each of us individually in our own lives. All right. So we're tuning in. We're allowing ourselves to feel the feelings that come up that may, may not feel that great within our bodies, right? So we're allowing our body to feel. We're tuning in. What am I feeling? What's behind this feeling? We're noticing our body. We're checking in with our nervous system and doing what we can to calm ourselves. And then you know what else we have to do is we have to carve out space for joy. We have to allow, even with the levels of despair being where they are in the world, we have to give ourselves permission to feel joy, appreciation, and love. So this is the energy we want in the world. We want the world to have more joy, love, and, to, and appreciation. So we can each, as powerful spiritual beings, we can each emit that energy ourselves. By giving ourselves permission to put that energy out in the world. Where can you put the energy of love out into the world right now? Where can you put the energy of joy? Where can you put the energy of appreciation? How can you make that a priority in your life? So next, so when we feel helpless, like we're on the other side of the world, we wish there was something that we could do. Um, because I know that I've had those feelings, like you just want to jump in and do something and you just feel like there's not a lot of choice besides sitting around and just watching helplessly. So you can call on your higher power. Sometimes when we get to the point where we just feel helpless and we don't feel like as one human being, we can really make an impact. That might be a time that we call on a higher power. And it also, it can be helpful to remember that in helplessness, we can actually, just like joy, appreciation, and love, we can put the energy out into the world of being helpful. So yes, we wish, right? We want to help the, the women, the children, the men that are dying for freedom in Afghanistan. Uh, and maybe we can't reach them. But maybe we can be helpful in our own house, in our own community, the energy of helpfulness, right? So we want to put that out into the world. 
Another thing that is not talked about enough, I think, um, we talk about self-care a lot, but um, just as important being human beings is community care, meaning we need connection and community. We are social creatures and isolation and loneliness will kill us quicker than anything. So we need to have those you know, find those compassionate ears who have space to hear our feelings and struggles. And when I say have space, I mean, we don't want to emotionally dump, but we want to have someone who honor, we honor their boundaries, they honor ours, and they have that space to hear us. And it may be someone that you pay. Maybe you see a therapist, maybe you see a coach, maybe you have a, a group community that you turn to that you can actually share, you know, how this feels like. How does it feel to be a human in the world today? So give yourself or, you know, that the permission to bond and connect with other humans who have a lot. We all have a lot in common and we all share similar struggles, right? We are all fellow strugglers. So give that to yourself too. Also, so, so important to give ourselves the stillness and moments of quiet from our mind. We are not our thoughts. Thoughts happen automatically, just like breathing. They happen automatically. And in times of excessive stress, it's extremely important to give ourselves those moments of stillness where we can just sit without thought. And this, if you haven't meditated before or been able to sit in stillness without your mind, um, you know, kind of going all over the place, it's okay. You're not failing at anything. In fact, I use, you know, when our minds are just continually moving around and we're trying to sit in stillness or a meditative state, that's okay. So be the watcher of those thoughts because that's building mental resilience, right? As an empath, so important to have mental resilience because when we're out into the when we're out in the world and we have all these energies flying around, we want the ability, we want the mental resilience to notice without taking it all in. So as we're sitting in a stillness or a meditative state and we're giving ourselves the break from our mind, if our mind we just can't seem to calm our mind down, then just be the watcher of your mind. Right. So when you're the watcher of the mind, you're actually you're sitting and watching the mind, meaning you're not the mind, because if you can watch your thoughts, then you're not the thinker of those thoughts. Does that make sense? So if I'm sitting here in stillness and I'm paying attention and I see, oh, the next thought that popped into my head was a mouse coming out of a mouse hole and a cat, you know, swiping at it. If I'm watching the thoughts, then who's the one thinking the thoughts? So just kind of play around with that. It doesn't have to be perfect first at all. It doesn't have to be per perfect ever. Just give yourself the moments of stillness to be the watcher. Or if you've meditated for a while, just give yourself a break from your thoughts. Next, we want to be mindful of how we may cope maladaptively during this time of heightened stress. So maladaptive coping mechanisms are way that, ways that we cope 
but they're, they're ways that end up harming us in the long run. So for instance, let's say when I am feeling stressed, I sometimes cope by going for a walk. So that would be an adaptive coping mechanism that's actually beneficial to me as a whole long-term. So a maladaptive coping mechanism might be I'm feeling stressed and I go eat an entire cake. So maladaptive, meaning over time, that coping mechanism will actually cause harm to my body or my mind or my spirit or to others. So just kind of watch um, your different coping mechanisms. Don't worry about, don't shame yourself or say, well, I'm going to get rid of that. Just watch, just notice, right? So notice your, um, the urge to maybe go to the fridge, maybe notice the urge to take a drink or notice the urge to start an argument with someone when you're feeling your body and mind are feeling stress. So just notice, right? So we're, we're just wanting to increase our awareness of our ways of coping because once we're aware we can actually choose different ways of coping. So maybe when you're like, okay, I'm feeling really stressed. I just watched the news or somebody just said something. I'm just feeling really heavy today. My energy is feeling heavy today. And you notice that your mind is saying, hey, let's go to the fridge and have, you know, you know, a dozen cookies. <laughs> so when we're aware of our maladaptive coping mechanisms, we eventually can create that space we need to choose a different way. So the reason why we don't want to shame ourselves is because we did learn these ways of coping as a way of surviving. There is no shame in learning to survive. The awareness of, oh, this isn't working for me anymore. Okay. And then creating that space between your mind telling you to go cope this certain way and you going, oh, I would usually do this, but instead, maybe right now I'm going to go outside and look at the stars, or maybe I'm going to call a friend, or maybe I'm going to go on a walk, right? So then you start choosing a different way of coping, and then eventually it will naturally phase out of maladaptive to adaptive ways of coping. So shame in this scenario um, actually ends up harming us because real change doesn't come out of shame. So just be compassionate and understand that any maladaptive coping mechanism you have was created to keep you safe, okay? All right, so lastly, we want to make sure, now this is something I talk about all the time, so this is not, this isn't something that I would say, oh, you, need, you would have this in place for situations where the world is you know, extremely volatile and it feels, the energy feels very heavy. Proactive self-care is something that I want and I talk about all the time for empaths to have all the time, right? So proactive self-care means we're creating a lifestyle around healing and it's just our life. This is just how we live, right? So in situations or when the world is extremely volatile and feel the energy of despair feels very, very heavy and front center, we just want to check in on 
our self-care regimen and our proactive self-care regimen. Like, what are you doing every day? Do we need to increase the time um, that you're moving your body? Do you need to increase the time that you're sitting in stillness? Do you have that community care that you need? Maybe you need to be talking to a confidant, you know, twice a week for the next, you know, month or so. So just kind of like play around with your proactive self-care regimen and, you know, tweak some things, you know, because right now in this space where we're at in the world, we need extra awareness around how are we feeling? How's our mind doing? How's our body doing? What do I need to change to meet the changing needs of my mind, body, and spirit? So I know this is a long list, um, but I this is such an important topic. And more and more people are really starting to reach out to me as impasse and going, how do I deal with all of this? And I just want you to know that I am navigating this too. I am in no way above and beyond doing all of these things that I said today. I am. I have my moments and hours of struggle just like you do. I have my moments of wishing that I could reach across borders and just save, help, rescue some of these people. Um, So I just want you to know that I'm there with you. I hear you. I see you. And we can, by caring for ourselves and allowing ourselves that space to not just feel the feelings of sadness and heaviness, but giving ourselves the space to feel joy and gratitude and appreciation And in those moments of helplessness that we actually put the energy of helpfulness out there, doesn't mean you have to help across the borders. You could help your neighbor. You could help, you know, so it's just about we're energetic beings. We can put that energy out into the world that the world is so starving for. So that is today's show, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Realized Empath Podcast. Revisit past episodes or contact Kristen at realizedempath.com. Did you love this episode? Please share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, sensitive souls.